Welcome to the Barry Dunn Medicaid Insights Podcast. During this podcast series, we cover timely and relevant topics related to Medicaid trends, systems, and policy considerations. My name's Nicole Fields, and I'm here with Chris Davis and Dylan Tuttle. Chris, Dylan, and I support states with their Medicaid enterprise modernization efforts. Today, we're going to talk about Medicaid enterprise system certification and advanced planning, otherwise known as APD, considerations. The topics we're covering in this podcast are timely, and we anticipate there could be some changes, so please keep checking back and we'll report on those changes as we know them. And just a quick disclaimer, the content we're covering in this podcast is based on our experience at Barry Dunn supporting states with efforts related to CMS certification and APD development. We do not speak for CMS, nor do we have the authority to do so. We're sharing our current understanding based on the clients we support and the information we've learned supporting these clients. During our last podcast, we talked a little bit about some of the changes we're starting to see as states plan and prepare APDs. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Great. Well, I know you've been doing a lot of work with APDs and you're kind of on the forefront of some of the changes that we're seeing in the APD landscape. And so Chris and I have talked a little bit about what we're seeing as states sort of prepare to modernize their MES and really now are focused more on outcomes. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how this focus on outcomes impacts the way that states should be thinking about funding as they prepare APDs for their Medicaid systems. Absolutely. Um, so CMS has recently advised states to begin incorporating outcome statements into their advanced planning documents, request for proposals, vendor contracts, and any other supporting planning documents. Um, these outcomes and metrics really allow states and federal partners to have a more informed discussion about the business needs that the state hopes to achieve with their Medicaid IT projects. And as this trend continues, APDs are likely going to take on a renewed importance as states begin to implement their Medicaid IT systems projects moving forward. Yeah, and I know some states have even had those APDs kicked back when they don't have those outcome statements. So I know it's it's going to be really important. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what this guidance means for APD submissions? Absolutely. We've already seen with the outcomes-based certification pilots that enhanced funding is now tied to the state's ability to meet and satisfy those outcome statements, um, certification criteria, and key performance indicators. As states move forward with APD submissions, they'll need to incorporate outcome statements into APDs that have already been previously approved, but may not have included an outcome statement at the time. So as states move forward with their Medicaid IT projects, whether it's a planning, procurement, implementation, or operational stage, states will now need to be able to effectively explain how that project is going to lead to tangible benefits and outcomes for the Medicaid program. That's really interesting. And I'm seeing a thread here between, Chris, what we've talked about regarding outcome statements and outcomes and how outcome statements and APDs really align with what we're seeing with some of the certification, um, outcomes-based certification pilots or streamlined certification pilots. 
Absolutely. And as Dylan just touched on, outcomes are really making their way into the funding and contracting vehicles. And I think this really captures the scaling that we discussed in our last conversation, Nicole. And what states really need to start thinking about in terms of their re-procurement and modernization projects is really centering on the business goals, perhaps organizational development or even business process improvement and redesign. Again, that question of what will states get out of this new technology that they don't get today. States will need to focus more on that business need and less on the technical requirements. You know, interestingly, Nicole, as you pointed out, we're starting to see states face this by getting APDs potentially returned for kind of that lack of outcome. And we're actually starting to see this trickle into some of the contracts that are resulting from procurements. And that really creates an interesting dynamic and really thrusts outcomes into the kind of the center stage. And so what we've started to see in those returns is really putting the state um, kind of in the forefront of defining those outcomes. And really part of that is what is an outcome and the challenge of understanding what that outcome actually is. And, you know, states are used to describing those technical requirements, the, the system requirements that they've really built these, uh, built these monolithic systems around, but those are really outputs, not program outcomes. So Dylan, you know, the question I have for you is, can you talk a little bit more about what an outcome actually is and really help states understand, you know, what they are and how they can develop them? Yeah, it's a great question. And like you were just mentioning, I think it's really important for states to distinguish between outputs and outcomes for the Medicaid program. You know, if you think about any program, broadly speaking, uh, programs work to achieve some desired outcome by putting together their collective resources, performing a set of activities, generating some kind of output, and that's all in service of a desired outcome that the program hopes to achieve. I like that, Dylan, really kind of breaking apart the outputs and the outcomes. Um, can you just give us an everyday example of what an outcome is? Absolutely. Um, just in practical terms, we can think about the benefits associated with a health and exercise program. So in a health and exercise program, a person's overall outcome that they hope to achieve might be just improved overall health and well-being. By enrolling in that program, the person might need to acquire new resources like healthy food, exercise equipment, and then they'll need to engage in certain activities like physical exercise, monitoring their diet, or things along those lines. By putting those resources and activities together, over time that person can expect to achieve lower heart rate, uh, healthier body weight, better mood, sleeping patterns. Those are all examples of outputs. In this example, remember the overall desired outcome this person hopes to achieve is improving their health and well-being. By improving their heart rate, body weight, mood, sleeping patterns, this person is on track to achieve that outcome. However, none of those outputs on their own is sufficient to improve that person's overall health and well-being. So I really appreciate that example, Dylan. The question that I have then is how can states translate that practical example into defining their own outcomes? 
when states are thinking about this, I think outcomes should be thought of as the big picture benefits that the state hopes to achieve for the Medicaid program. That could be improved eligibility determination accuracy, increased data accessibility for beneficiaries, timely management of fraud, waste, and abuse, and so on. By contrast, states should think about outputs as the immediate results of their activities. A good example might be the time that it takes to enroll a provider after their initial application. In order to develop meaningful outcomes for the Medicaid program, states will need to first identify those big picture benefits they hope to achieve rather than the immediate results. And with this in mind, states can start to develop outcomes that demonstrate the true value of their Medicaid IT systems and then identify the outputs that help them achieve that value. No, that's really interesting, Dylan. It really does sound like this all starts to center around business process improvement. You know, it seems like states really can start by taking a critical look at their business processes and understand where their challenges are in their current state environment, both from a technical perspective, honestly, and from a business perspective. You know, some of those bigger questions, like are you struggling with uh, eligibility error rates or payment error rates seem kind of obvious. And while those obvious questions are important to ask, drilling down further into the day-to-day -day can give a state even more informed understanding of the business needs. Do staff end users have a bunch of manual touch processes or workarounds? Is there a high level of redundancy? Some of those questions can really start to get at some of the areas where states can achieve meaningful improvement and really start to drive towards a kind of true program outcomes. So Nicole, what do you think some of the initial opportunities states have in thinking about their MES modernizations and how they develop outcomes? Yeah, and based on what I'm seeing, Chris, and what we're hearing from Dylan and what we're seeing with our clients, the really early stages of planning when states are thinking about modernizing their Medicaid enterprise systems, States really need to focus on what the desired outcomes they want to achieve are. And really by doing that, they can look at what those pain points are. So are there challenges related to PERM error rates? Are there some challenges related to program integrity or MCO oversight? And look at defining outcomes based on the problems that states really want to solve. And I agree with you. I think business process improvement, the people side of change, organization development are all going to be very important factors because the technology alone is not going to help states achieve desired outcomes. It's a component, but we can't forget about the people side of change during that whole process. We're currently working on a podcast that takes a deeper dive into organization development, the people side of change, if you will, and considerations for states that are either planning or are currently working on modernizing their Medicaid enterprise systems. That wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening in and please let us know what Medicaid topics you're interested in hearing more about. 